Welcome to MSP Mindset with Damian Stevens, where we have real, no BS conversations with real MSPs who have real struggles. We dive into all things business, including marketing, culture, work-life balance, and more, all to help you grow your business, think differently, and get out of your comfort zone. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of MSP Mindset. I am very excited to talk with Roger Swanson today. And we're going to get real. Um, I know this time of year we're excited, but depending on what you're going through, sometimes it's it's a real challenge. So we're going to talk about a lot of those things. Before we do, just to tee up Roger, he's the program director of the RIST Institute for Cybersecurity at Florida Southwestern State College. He has been an MSP owner for about 17 years. He's served in our Navy uh, as a submariner and a participant of the Wounded Warrior program. And uh, just feel free to ask questions. Uh, I would challenge you to have the openness to ask any question. And we're going to talk about real challenges of running a business. And we may, you know, we're not going to focus about the business. We're going to focus on the individual. Um, This is a time where we want to focus on that. So stay tuned if you want to get real and kind of dig into it. And if, if you feel the need you're brave enough to ask questions, please drop them uh, in the comments. If you're listening later, would love to hear from you. So without further ado, welcome, Roger. Thank you for being here. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Thank you for being here. I think it's been an interesting one, right? We've got you live (laughs) outside in the woods, and uh, I think you have lost internet. I appreciate all the effort it takes to uh, be not only on this as a recording, but in this particular case, even be live. So that is that is truly a blessing. Um, I yeah, wanted it's to a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you. I wanted to kick this off and say, tell me about how you came to even start an MSP. Let's let's start at that kind of chapter. Well, uh, if you've ever read uh, Michael Gerber's uh, E Myth, um, <laughs> you have an entrepreneurial seizure. <laughs> I was I was not happy with with the job that I was in and I found another position. I would have to drive um, to Columbia and I guess I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. And uh, so I had a an entrepreneurial seizure, which is basically you feel like, well, I can do this better than my boss. I'm going to just go do this on my own. And uh, so. I was literally driving down the interstate and it was, I was going to take, um, on 526, there's a, uh, on I-26, there's a beltway. 526 can go east or west. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm going east. Instead of going west back to the job, I went east and went to an opportunity that was really, I, it's a blessing from God. It was handed to me, um, by one of my really, really good customers and became a good friend uh, that helped me get my start. And so um, that's kind of how I started. And it was in 1998, right before the Y2K scare. And uh, so we started uh, doing break fix and uh, got into um, the break fix time and material. And um, we were doing retainers and working out the hours and I had brought some people on and we were clicking along. Uh, after about three years, I bought out um, uh, my original partner and then 
uh, ran it on my own. I had a couple situations where I thought I had a good partner and it, you know, I brought another guy on and it ended up not working. <clears throat> In general, partnerships have never worked for me. Um, I like to be the one that makes the decision. Um, but then um, broke away from that and, and uh, we started an MSP because the writing was on the wall. We needed to have a managed solution that we could get a recurring revenue. So um, I connected up uh, with the guys at ConnectWise. They were great, Arnie and Arlen with uh, HTG Peer Groups and lots of support there. And then um, eventually looked up and 17 years later was like, whoa, we had uh, morphed into from a break fix to an MSP and then from an MSP to an MSSP. Mm-hmm. And then um, I sold the book of business to a company in Charlotte, worked for them for seven years and got into all of the cybersecurity stuff, um, basically said, hey, what's the hardest test to take? And I picked up a book and studied, got my CISSP um, through ISC squared, got my CISM through ISACA out of uh, Charlotte or Chicago, sorry. And then um, bought a house in Fort Myers, and I tell people that we uh, we went to Casino Fort Myers and lost our shorts because we got hit with Hurricane Ian and about two foot of water <laughs> in the house, oh, and that oh, was man. a total bummer. And so all of these different things, um, you draw on this, um, on your experience, and before I even went into consulting and you know computer support type stuff i was in the navy and i rode subs for 12 years so if you do the math i'm an old guy uh uh, but uh yeah and so i'd gone through a couple fires on submarines which is pretty traumatic and then we had a fire at our home and uh so i buried it you know all of the problems um, so Ro- and Roger, it's not if you don't just, mind, you know, go ahead. Let me, go ahead. let me ask you like, because you're going there and I, I don't want, I don't, I want to give this the justice it deserves. Um, and I want to, I want to keep where you are. Um, but one quick thing I wanted to do is just, uh, Natasha is listening. Thank you, Natasha, for, uh, she said she loved it. Your entrepreneurial seizure of, uh, starting this. Love that. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah. thank you for that. And, um, and then just, I wanted to keep kind of where you were going. Um, but thank you for your service. Um, and as somebody do it that, again tomorrow, don't shoot at me or I shoot back. I just, <laughs> that, that, I love that. <laughs> Got to protect that. our freedom. Man. It's just, I, my blood runs red, white, and blue. And that's you right. know, it's the way it was there's raised. A reason there's, the, there's a reason there's a flag back there. That's right. Thank you for your service. Uh, that means so much to me. I have no idea as somebody that's never foot set, set foot on a submarine what it's like to go and serve on one, let alone a fire in one. Um, and so, you know, uh, you mentioned that, you mentioned a fire in a house. Tell me, Brad, I just don't have any idea what, what's the, I can't imagine what you do um, and how you, uh, how you respond. Well, um, and I guess this is true. And I'm, I'm a part of a program called Battle Buddies. Um, and, uh, helping out guys that have gone through some stuff. And on the sub, when you go out 
on a submarine, you mentally prepare not to come back. Mm. And you have to do a power of attorney. You have to pick the person that's going to handle your family matters if you expire. And uh, so on a sub, there's a couple of really dangerous things and you wouldn't realize it, but um, air leaks are a big deal. And uh, it's always a joke. We would say, how do you find an air leak on a submarine? You hope you remember to wear your belt. Your ears are already broke because the air pressure is blown out your eardrums and you take a belt and you spin it around in circles and wherever the belt gets cut off, that's where the air's coming from. <laughs> wow. And so when you close the hatch, uh, it gets real. It gets real. And then you go down to as deep as the submarine goes and the submarine actually compresses as you go deeper. And, uh, and so the story with that is um, we were as deep as the submarine could go and there's a lot of pressure on the outside of the sub. One of the areas that there's an extreme amount of pressure is where the shaft is poked out the back. The pointy end for you surface guys uh, is in the back, right? So um, there's oak seals there that keep the water pressure out so the sub doesn't get flooded and without anything that uh, you couldn't find on Scientific American, um, without revealing all of the secrets <laughs> of a sub. Um, basically, you uh, you have to keep the pressure correctly adjusted, and it's a manual setting. You have to watch that gauge. You're, you know, over a 1,000 feet underwater. And uh, so that gauge wasn't necessarily watched the best it could have been, and the oak seals turned red hot. So the back shaft of the engine was red hot. The sub filled up with white smoke. You couldn't feel. You couldn't see in front of your face. Um, mm -hmm. You have air breathing devices that you put on over your face, and then you. It's basically white. You couldn't see anything. And part of the submariner training is that you have to be able to find everything in the dark, and and that's part of what they call the qualifications. And so it's it's mental. It's. Um, it can be traumatic. It did have an impact on me, but I didn't even know it impacted me uh, for 30 years, <laughs> which is insane. <laughs> sure. I kept myself under pressure. I constantly and still to this day, um, I'm working on certifications that are incredibly difficult. And uh, But that's the life I chose. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of business owners especially in technology, um, they started as a tech and, uh, oh, there's the dog. It's live. It's outdoors. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, you dig into the tech and you just keep going. And I looked up and it was 17 years and I'm like, oh, wow, man, I should do something different. The cybersecurity stuff's coming up, you know, and I'm looking at that next thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there was a lot of other stuff going on in life. And, uh, so I sold the company, the book of business, basically your accounts and a service company. They really don't care about anything except the accounts and the recurring revenue that can be made. 
And so if you're getting ready to restructure and sell, you know, those are things that I've got experience in. But uh, so it was a holiday. No one was around. I didn't have the stress. I wasn't being pushed anymore. Mm. And um, so I didn't have the, oh, my next cert, my this, my that. I'm thinking, oh, finally I can relax. Well, as soon as I relaxed and turned off the pressure, um, and there's pressure all along. Now, don't get me wrong. I had pressure and I had moments and I just thought, oh, well, it's just stress. And right. then, uh, you know, I was really depressed and I decided, oh, I'll just have a couple drinks and relax. And a couple drinks turned into a couple more drinks. And next thing you know, the um, bottle of whiskey was empty. And uh, I mean, I drank the whole flipping bottle and I looked down and I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, I must really, I don't need this. You know, life stinks. I'm done. And I, I went and got my 45 and had it loaded in my lap. And I'm thinking, you know what? I, I'm tired. I mean, I've provided everything I've needed to provide. I'm done. And, uh, and you have to have an anchor, you know, and my anchor was my grandson. And uh, he was very near and dear to my heart. And that was the anchor that I used at that point was that, you know, how would it be for him to go through life without a grandpa? Mm. And then I started thinking about everything else, then how I might impact other people by that decision. And I said, no, you know, I can't do that because I can't let my grandson be without a grandpa. And then my wife without a husband and my kids without a daddy and, you know, and my father without a son. And, and so I was able to come back and, uh, but that doesn't happen with everyone, you know, and there's warning signs you want to look for. So it's important this time of year, if you see somebody just giving things away that they yeah. If you see somebody giving something away, I mean, like we had a guy on the sub. I lost a lot of buddies, um, a lot of buddies. You know, it's just not this isn't just the Marines and the Army, and whatever, getting shot at and losing people in a, with a hand grenade. It's a little more dramatic. But uh, the psychological pressure of being away from your family and uh just the day-to-day grind if you have a business is uh, people don't understand it if they're not there. I mean, making payroll, you know, wanting to be back with your family. Um, and I had guys that they, uh, the warning signs were there. And like I'd shared with you, Damien, earlier, you I mean the hair on the back of my neck stands up because I didn't see it. I didn't see the warning signs they gave away things, and um, it was too bad we went through the counseling after. I mean, the military did that. I mean, they did right. Uh, they did the counseling afterwards and said, hey, you know, here are things that you should watch out for. And I'm thinking, yeah, it would have been really nice if we'd have done this ahead of time. But he mm-hmm. gave away some things that were really special to him. And he was trying to tell me that I was special to him. Mm-hmm. And then he went to a hotel and blew his head off with a shotgun. 
Mm, and that's it's so tough, I, you know. I think that I, w- I want to be really clear, Roger. You're a hero to me for the service to our country. You're a hero to me because how hard it is to run a business and that you didn't give up. And then the thing I want to invite anybody that's listening is you're a hero because you're not bearing it. You didn't give up. You found that anchor with your grandson, with your wife, and you're a hero to me because you're willing to share it. And I want to, I want to invite people to share and to talk, uh, even if it's not what they think is pretty or the right thing, because this is not the right time to leave that bottled up and to where it turns into something horrible. And so I can't tell you how much I appreciate your candor. I know a lot of people would raise their hand and say, hey, I can't share that because people will think less of me, or I can't share that because I don't want to admit that I've had thoughts like that. And um, so thank you for doing that. Um, I want to mention that, you know, if you're, if you're a veteran, you know, the veteran crisis line is 988 and then press one. So if there's anybody listening that needs to talk about that, um, please do. Um, I, I found it interesting, but also as a civilian, really hard to understand. I understand the stress of having to make payroll and being torn in so many directions as a business owner. Um, but obviously I can't, can't directly relate to the being in service, being in the line of fire. Um, and so, um, you know, did any of those have correlations? Did one of those prepare you to be a better owner or help you deal with any of that? Or was it only later that, that that all hit you, Roger? Well, um, I think when we were in our training, um, there's a lot of demands that are put on you and expectations to show up and to deliver no matter what. And so you'll get a customer that's got an emergency, you know, and the 911, oh my gosh, our backups are not able to be restored. And then that immediately spikes your heart rate, the adrenaline races, you know, you're going to throw on your fireman hat and run in and save everybody. And, um, you know, at that point, (laughs) I, I can remember in my car heading to the site, trying not to speed. I put the car in, you know, uh, what do they call when you're going down? <laughs> Not autopilot. <laughs> what is it? Word escapes me. You just, you know, you, you put on your uh, your uh, cruise control. There it is. Cruise, there you go. <laughs> You hit cruise, you set your speed, and you go, okay, I'm not going to push on the gas. And you get there without breaking any laws and hurting anybody by driving crazy and crashing. And uh, and you're walking into the building with your tool bag and all your stuff thinking, man, I hope this thing works. <laughs> right. And at that moment, that pivotal moment, you're thinking, oh, my God. And, you know, that I could relate to – when you're on the nozzle of a fire hose and you're thinking, oh, my God, I hope I remember what to do in training. 
that I did mm. in training because what you train is what you do. That's just a fact. Mm. And uh, so you have to crash machines to restore them. And you have to practice putting out fires to be able to put out the fire. Um, the thing that I guess, I mean, there's a lot that I just don't have time <laughs> to tell you. But, you know, when you put on these air breathing masks on a, on a sub, you have uh, you have a hundred pound air that goes into an air reducer so that you can breathe at a, at a, a lower pressure so that, you know, your head doesn't cave in or whatever. Your lungs don't explode. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm talking nonchalantly. Everybody's probably freaking out. My lungs, what the heck? <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> but you, you're the lead man, and I was the lead man on the hose. So not only am I thinking about the hose, but I'm thinking about you've got to cover the, the hose that you're plugging into the 100-line air. And so when you plug into the air, you, you tell everybody, take a breath. Mm. And I'll, I'll get to the analogy because when you unplug, you tell them, take a breath because I'm unplugging. And if they don't take a breath, they're not going to have enough air to run 50 feet to the next 100-pound air connection. And I better be able to find it in the dark, pop the emergency, you know, the cover off, pop my hose in, and then scream, take a breath. And in the process of going from the navigation department where I worked back to the engine room where mm. we had to address the fire, um, there was somebody standing in the in the middle of the passageway, and we tell the new guys, don't do that. If there's an emergency, get out of the way. Right. I ran over this guy, knocked him over. I mean, I just, I was doing my football move. I knocked him over, and I felt really bad afterward because I gave him like 20-some stitches. I pushed him into the missile tube, and he hit the back of his head, and it dinged him bad. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And uh, But in a business, you're dealing with real people, man. And if mm -hmm. you don't do your job, you know, we talked a little bit about payroll. That's intimidating. And if, you know, things don't go as smooth as you want and money gets tight, you start looking around, okay, who can I let go? Mm -hmm. And it's gut-wrenching. Yes. You have to decide who has to go, who has to stay. That's gut-wrenching. And I've been in these peer groups where we've kind of uh, opened up to each other, which is really an important step. You need to find a group that you can open up with of mm -hmm. peers. It's really important. And I can't give kudos enough to Arlen Sorensen when he did and the whole team at HTG. And then I think he went over to to ConnectWise with their peer groups. And Arnie at ConnectWise, mean top mm -hmm. drawer. These guys are MVPs beyond Microsoft's little MVP thing. They're real MVPs in my mind, really people who care. And so making those decisions can be super stressful. And mm -hmm. you know, you're at the end of the year, you may be going, wow, I'm not going to make payroll. Now it's the holidays. So put that on top of it. Mm -hmm. Now I've got to let somebody go. I'm in the holidays. That's going to impact their family, their kids, for crying out loud. It's not easy to do that. Right, right. Um, and you I have wanna, to sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I love that story. You know, manning the hose, that's just a, an amazing thing. 
I, I want to just take a quick moment and say, you know, you mentioned, you know, the recoveries. Uh, and, and so that's something I can relate to is, is doing disaster recovery. So just real quickly, my gift to you, if you're worried about your ability to recover your client's data, have you ever tested it? Are you really sure it will work? Are you spending too much time managing it? Head over to book a time and talk with me one-on-one, not in a sales way, just uh, every MSP I talk to says, I don't test the backups enough and I feel guilt and I feel shame. And I don't want you to feel that ever. And especially now in this holiday season. So if you go to servosity.com slash call, I'd be happy to talk to you about any of this, whatever I can do to help you personally. And we can do that for you. That's one option. Another is I've got a, a whole guide that teaches you the process so that you can test for this. Because just as Roger was saying, what you practice is what you're ready to do. And most people don't, don't have that process. So, so my gift to you in that, if that would help you in this season or just any conversation. I wanted to highlight a few comments. The, the, go, yeah, go oh, ahead. Go Ryan. ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, have you ever heard the um, the story of the tyranny of the urgent? Have you go ever for heard it. Of tell that? us. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with it. But, well, but, it's yeah. Well, don't let the urgent override the important. Mm. That's the short version of the whole discussion. And what I've found in my experience running my company is that. You tend to run around putting out fires mm-hmm. because the squeaking wheel gets the grease and all of these. Use your favorite analogy. But, yeah. um, you know, you have to do the important things and you, you almost have to, like you just said about the backups and the DR. If you're going to do it, you got to own it. And that mm-hmm. means you got to make that process important. And you can't run around putting out fires with your fire hat. At some point in time, you have to just stop and go, okay, what are the most important things? And I've shared this with, with you earlier, but um, to keep me on track, I use a thing called 90X, really great guy um, that puts this out and keep a daily journal. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, you can put in there 10 things that you want to get done, but if you get two done, you're successful and carry it to the next day. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Uh, journaling has transformed my life. Um, yeah. And back to what you were saying, uh, too many MSPs, uh, not too many, all MSPs that I talk to, I ask them, do they feel like they could recover? You know, and then now you don't just have a hard drive failure or, or uh, uh, you know, an electrical surge. You have ransomware. You have all these other things to worry about. And the answer is no, I don't, I don't test. And that's why I wanted to bring that up just in transparency. Like I was an MSP that never got around to testing and lost data. So that's my story. And I don't, I want to share it. So it helps others just like you're sharing to help others because it is, it is in the sharing and in building the community that, that really drives us. Natasha had uh, a couple comments. One about what you're saying earlier. It's a beautiful reminder. I love the analogy of identifying your anchor. Um, and uh, she also was saying, amen. Community is key. Uh, having those people in your arena. So that is that is so cool. Yeah, it is. Um, Absolutely. And Thanks, Natasha. That's, that's important. It really is. It is so important, right? Because 
the more isolated we become, the more those bad thoughts kind of creep in. And when I, what I've learned personally is when I'm in community with peers, you know, with other MSPs, with other, you know, whatever journey I'm in, I realize I'm not the only one messing this up, the only one stressed about payroll, the only one worried if they can recover a backup, the only one worried if they're going to be home in time to spend the family time with their with their kids that they want. And so I can learn from them. But one of the first gifts I got being in a group of peers was I'm not alone. And uh, yeah. I just really, really say, you, you mentioned Arnie and the guys at ConnectWise. I think now it's Evolve these days. Um, so, oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, what used to be the pure HTG. I want to want to mention one couple other things. I think this is the right one. Um, Jordan was sharing. Is this the... Uh, the uh, 90x.co? Um, I think, let's see. I should look here. I should probably know. I've been using these books for a long time. Yep, okay. 90x.co. Yep, right. absolutely. Awesome. It's a Thank great resource. And um, um, Alan is a super guy. He's got a Facebook page. You know, definitely kudos to him on putting that together. That is awesome. And Natasha, thank you for your comment. Uh, around tyranny of the urgent. What a great visual to help you stop and check how you are actually approaching things. Um, so speaking of approaching things, we, we've, we've covered a ton. One of the things that you mentioned is that you're a part of something called Battle Buddies. Um, so tell me more about that. What does that mean? Well, uh, you know, I guess... I have to step back and <laughs> I apparently, you know, now I know I am, but apparently mm-hmm. I was bipolar and, you know, other people that recognize it will say, yeah, but other people that are in it or in the middle of it were like, no, what's your problem? Bump you, yada, yada. Um, I'm not, I'm okay. What's your problem? And so <laughs> what, uh, what happened was that I would snap at people and that cost me $500,000 to snap at people. And I had a hostile takeover where three of my top guys, which is gut wrenching, I brought them literally out of high school. I paid for their training to go to the Microsoft and the Cisco classes and all of that. Um, And I felt like they were almost an extension of my character, you know, my sons, if you will. And uh, so they'd been with me 10 years. And I even let one of them, he quit and then he came back. And uh, which is kind of a Big no-no anywhere in the business world. If anybody ever quits, never, 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 never hire them back. Just don't. Um, Never go into business with your family. Just don't. Um, You know, you might think it's the greatest thing and you're the smartest guy and gal in the world and this is going to be super duper and I can hardly wait to get going. But you know where each other's buttons are. And I shared that with my battle buddy this morning when we were chatting, meet with him every couple of weeks. And I said, you know, if you get involved, because he was talking about maybe starting a business with a family member. And I was like, OK, dude, seriously, you will get into a button battle. <laughs> 
They know where your buttons are. You know where their buttons are. And when you get mad at each other, you start mashing buttons and it just doesn't get very good. Mm. And so I had said things and had done things and I had bipolar. I was not treated. So when I would get mad, I literally got mad at my daughter one time and I walked out of a family I think it was Thanksgiving or something. And I walked like five miles or more home. And the whole way I was just stewing and thinking how I was so right and everybody was wrong and nobody was helping me. And I'm on my own in this business journey. And I've just, um, so I took those Mm -hmm. negative things out on people. And if you find yourself yelling at people or getting frustrated and kind of lashing out, you need to find the, the just stop and find out why are you doing this? Because <laughs> I was, I finally got help. I went to a, uh, a doctor, a regular doctor, not a VA. And uh, I just said, I'm frustrated, yada, yada, yada. And he says, yeah, you sound like you might have bipolar. And I'm like, what's your problem? I don't trust you, doctor. And so I had a <laughs> low trust of anybody. And for him right. to tell me I've got some sort of mental baggage, I'm like, ah, I kill you, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Throw the Jeff Dunham card, you know. <laughs> right. So uh, they got me to the VA and got me to a counselor and got me help which was huge. And then after talking to a counselor for a while, I, uh, they, they diagnosed me with PTSD because of the fire Mm. and 30 years after I was in the Navy. Wow. And you know what they kept saying? Oh yeah. Bipolar. Yeah. That's normal for submariners. Like, Okay, I missed the memo, you know, and then they diagnosed me with PTSD because of the fire. And they said, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) That's normal for that situation. And I was like, can you guys just list out all the normals so I can get that out of the way and and realize (laughs) how messed up I really am? Because I'd really like to know the list. And but so um, when you lash out at people, it never goes good. And so. you know, back to the business part, you know, you can alienate people and they can get mad, which maybe they should, you know, mm-hmm. because you're not treating them fairly. Or you're not treating them right or with respect or whatever. You use the verbiage that you want. So be careful about that. Be careful about that. They went to a bunch of my customers and they took them. It must have been the customers felt the same way or saw that in me. And, you know, guilty is charged. And uh, unfortunately, you just got to own it. And I think the biggest thing that you can do as a business owner, you are in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. You have to own it. If you make yes. a mistake, own it. Come up with a game plan to fix it and fix it. Or make a decision to drop it. I mean, Warren Buffett said the most important thing you can do is learn how to say no. Mm -hmm. So you say no to most everything. Because if you say no to other things, you're saying yes to the most important things. That is huge. I love that. I love that. So your 
you you had to learn one of the things the hard way, and I appreciate your courage of admitting that. And uh, and I and I think we're you know we all we're all humans, whether we have all the particular diagnoses or letters, like we're all humans, we're all uh, flawed, we're all struggling with something. And so thank you for that. Um, and it sounds like you had to learn the hard way with the hostile takeover of your I customer. Did. I did. Um, and then help me connect to tell me about Battle Buddies and what does that mean to you? Well, the Battle Buddies is part of what um, my give back is. And I don't know um, if Phil was able to join the call and can post something in here. Maybe you could share it. I don't know. But basically it's, you know, people that have been through and have figured it out, you know, um, mm-hmm. they've, they've, they got through, they didn't pull the plug. They didn't quit, um, and take their own life. Uh, and so the battle bodies is something that, that Phil started. And, um, I think it's warrior WOD, but, um, I saw yeah, an we've, email we've come got, across. Uh, I believe we've got it here. Battle buddies, USA.org. Oh, there it is. Okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah, you can you can go take a look at that. But basically, um, Phil is the guy, and I've I've got my mobile hotspot, so I don't want to touch my phone. Right, right. (laughs) But you can hit me on LinkedIn, um, and if if you want to put that up there, I can definitely get you connected. But basically, you get assigned to a couple of people, and you're not there to counsel them. You're not there to be their psychiatrist. Um, they've got a program that's, um, it's nutrition and physical exercise, and then somebody to come along and be there to talk to them and just nothing crazy formal. We don't have an agenda. He's like, Hey, how you doing? I mean, are you okay with the holidays? I mean, you know, you're not drinking or nothing. You know, I can have those conversations cause I was there. And so, you know, I ain't got a sugar coat, nothing for you jokers because you know, you were out there catching bullets and I'm throwing bubbles. Okay. So they know we don't have to put up the facade, which is what you get in the peer groups in the camaraderie of the military. Um, You get that. You don't have to sugarcoat nothing. I mean, and I warned him. I said, look, I was a submariner for 12 years. And I, like I promised you, (laughs) I will do my best not to cuss. I am like, okay, can't cuss, can't cuss. (laughs) Bring bring your authentic self, It was a way of life, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, bring bring your authentic self, right, Roger? That's what I love. Yeah, I I I am an in-your-face sort of guy, yeah, unfortunately. Before, oh, you, before I miss it's this, Phil. Phil, Phil is here. It is not, it is not that. It is warriorwod.org. Yeah, so if that's you're what I thought. I thought it was warriorwod. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So if you are, I want to make sure I get that right um, for everybody. And we'll make sure to put these links up again. But if you're listening, it is warriorwod.org. So thank you, Phil. That is huge. Uh, if you got anything else that we should know, um, please drop that in the comments. We'll make sure to feature that. Um, so how long have you been a part of, of this? Um, I've just started actually. And that's, okay. um, and the same thing I, I, I was looking around, I don't know, in the summertime is kind of, we kind of connected late summer and we have a mutual, um, person that we've known, Mark Deal, he's a super guy. 
if you ever need help with anything, uh, Mark is a super guy. He's a submariner. So we connected and he put me in touch with uh, Damien. And so what I try to do every Christmas, holiday, I mean, I could go and give gifts and do all that. But I think that this is really, really more important is to mm-hmm. give a story and, and connect and help people not give up and give some of yourself back, give some of yourself back in some way. And so the battle buddies, I was like, yeah, this is great. I can give back. I can help other folks that are earlier in the game of this dealing with your brain bucket and all the problems that, you know, we seem to create in our experiences. And so that's what I try to do. And I'm, I'm really, uh, I feel fortunate and blessed that you're doing this and that it's, you know, an opportunity to reach out to people and say, don't give up, just find some help, find an anchor. And, um, you know, there's help all around. And if nothing else hit me on LinkedIn, I will help you find someone, you know, (laughs) it's important not to quit because you impact so many people. If you, if you quit, You, you just can't don't do it. Yeah, we got to talk a little while ago. I got to meet you, Roger, and just uh, I just was taken by your story. And even though I cannot relate to serving my country like you have, thank you, I can relate to the stress of payroll and the, the isolation and the loneliness. So I just felt like this was um, the timing to do this. Um, I wanted to share a comment or two real quick that Phil's jumped in on. Um, I asked, so thank you for for joining us, Phil, with what you're doing with warriorwod.org. Um, and he's saying his mission is to prioritize exercise, nutrition, and mentorship, and your, your battle buddy as prescriptions for veterans recovery from uh, post-traumatic stress and those invisible wounds, right? We can see the scars on your, on your, uh, on your uh, limbs, but uh, we, we don't see those. And uh Probably something even more important, I think I want to highlight, right, is Phil saying last year through efforts like yours, Roger, like Rogers, we saw an 18% decrease in post-traumatic stress symptoms. Uh, And I I love that. I am honored to be able to share this with anybody listening, veteran or not. And I love that, you know, you guys are serving our veterans because our veterans have served us. And, uh, and so I'm a, you know, big believer, if we don't take care of those who've taken care of us, um, then we've, we've really have the wrong priorities. Um, so thank you for sharing that with us, Phil. And thank you for being part of that and, you know, giving back and allowing us to, um, just spread the word and let everybody know that they, if they're feeling the way you're feeling, they're not the only ones. Um, and I think that's where personally to me, it starts. It just starts with going, I don't have to feel isolated. I don't have to feel like the only one. Um, because when you're, like you said, when you build, when you're in a peer group, whether it's a ConnectWise one or Battle Buddies, when you're in something where you have some true peers that have gone through that stress or carried that load, then you know you're not alone. Um, so thank you for sharing that, Phil. Um, we're going to yeah, make sure, you know, the to, thing to, is that, oh, go ahead. Give, Sorry. Yeah, we're going to make sure to, to, to highlight the, the links to the program again and how to get connected to Roger, but, but go ahead, Roger. I wanted to actually keep this discussion going. Well, I just want to make sure that everybody understands that when, 
you feel like you're alone, you really do feel very alone. And so when you see people withdrawing or they don't want to come to the Christmas get togethers or they, you know, you really have to figure out a way. And I, my daughter asked me why I felt the way I did one time. And I says, okay, imagine a trash bag and you scoop the trash bag and it's full of air and just hold it. And inside that trash bag is nothing but dark black. That's loneliness. You can't, you got to open the bag and let some light in and you got to let somebody in. It's just, I can't stress the importance. You've got to let somebody in. And when you're lonely, you feel lonely. You don't feel like anybody cares, but we do. Yeah. That's an amazing analogy, Roger. Um, Natasha shared a comment earlier uh, and she said, how do you suggest, here she is. <laughs> th- there's your buddy right there. There's, there's a great, that's a great hey, example buddy. of not feeling Come alone. Here. Say hello. hello. There we go. Live <laughs> and on stream. There we go. There we go. Um, there's my great Pyrenees. There's my dog. There you go. They're not, that's not a small dog. Uh, nope. The, she's a big old critter. That's, that's awesome. Um, how do you suggest separating the signal from the noise? When you're feeling overwhelmed, find the anchor. Love that. Just find it. Find your anchor. I know that I can use that as a Navy thing, right? But the anchor is what you get into the real soul of who you are, right? And if it's not a family person, if you don't have a lot of family, find somebody in your church, find somebody. Find somebody, anybody. Don't isolate yourself. That's the worst thing you can do is to isolate yourself. And you have to, gosh, I don't know. I'd be interested if anybody else had any ideas on that. I mean, I'm not the idea guy. I can only tell you what I've done. So I'm not, I don't have all the answers. So uh, if somebody says they've got all the answers, you probably should just turn and run. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. I was just going to say, I certainly don't have the answers either. Uh, but I love learning, um, you know, from all the lessons you've had in life uh, and what you're doing. Um, so, uh, so yeah, somebody just commented, you know, you are not alone. And so just remember that if you get nothing else out of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give back, give back something, do something. Uh, one of my battle buddies is helping out his church at a food kitchen, you know, go help other people. You know, my mother-in-law is, is, um, really a smart lady. She came from Vietnam in the war and she has been through so much And she said, if you feel down, look at your feet. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Look at my feet. My feet are fine. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. have athlete's feet. I'm good, you know? But she's like, look down at your feet and then think about people who don't have feet. Mm. Nice. You've got your arms and your legs. You've got, hopefully you've got your health. But even then, I guarantee you, if you look around, there's always somebody that's worse off. Yep. On that note, I wanted to mention that you guys, you can dial 988, not only if you're a veteran. Um, and so that's if right. it's you or, you know, Roger was cluing us into if you see somebody giving away all their stuff or there's other things, you know, 
do, do something, you know, uh, whether it's calling that, whether it's talking to them. I love volunteering, right? I love what you're saying because really there's a lot of people worse off. Um, and as a father, um, I, I love uh, spending time with my kids. But one of the more ironic things is when they'll tell me how they've had every once in a while, you know, being kids and especially approaching teenage years, how they've had the worst yeah. day ever. And <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, you know, it's funny you brought up about the day because um, my son does something with his family I think is really awesome. They sit around the table and they make an effort to sit around the table and eat. And I know that's not a big thing nowadays. Everybody parks in front of the TV, mm-hmm. but um they ask each other how, what's the, what's the most important thing or the best thing that happened to you today. And I think it's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do that with your kids. You know, that'll be a great memory because we just love here. We would never know what they're doing in school if we didn't do that. And and I just, I love going over there and listening to all the little ones telling their stories. What did you do today? I'm like, Oh, I did this crazy thing. And you know, it helps you to see where their mind's at in their little world. <laughs> Right. And then you can share what you're doing so they can get, oh, wow, you know, daddy made payroll. That seems to be a fun thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> seems like that's an important thing. I should learn about that. Yeah, yeah. it seems like it's something. Yeah, yeah. No, I but, love that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to make sure that I'm available if anybody um, needs help. I mean, if you can put my LinkedIn up there, reach out to me. Don't, uh, and if nothing else, just connect. I post junk on LinkedIn about cybersecurity all the time. And uh, I make yeah, myself so if available if you need somebody, you know, good. Thank you for that, Roger. Yeah, don't miss that opportunity, guys. Roger's being open about a lot of things people would be maybe feel shamed or other things to share. And I find that immensely uh, amazing and courageous. So don't miss this opportunity. I don't care if you're into cybersecurity or technology or you're a veteran or just find Roger incredibly interesting as I do. Um, You know, he's giving you this opportunity to connect to him. Uh, We've put it on the screen, linkedin.com slash in slash Roger Swanson. So really easy to find. Uh, It's just amazing that, you know, you would, you would do this. Um, You, um, have asked Phil to come on and share about warriorwod.org. Uh, and so um, I think this is, you know, just just a, a gift. And I know that um, I do take time every day to have dinner around a table, not in front of a TV with my family. And, uh, and you know, we talk, about, <laughs> we talk about that sort of stuff. <laughs> but I sometimes forget how I've, you know, even if I'm in a, yeah, a peak one day I'm going through the valley the next. And, uh, and so, you know, if you're, you know, wherever you are on that, if you're going through a peak or you're climbing a peak and you're doing well, we could use your help, get the word out to others. Um, and if you were struggling, um, you know, don't, don't delay, connect to Roger, connect to warriorwod.org, dial 988-988 and, uh, and get the help. Um, Roger, what else should we know about your story? What else did it, did I did I forget to ask? I know we talked backstage. Oh, and I don't, I don't miss know. Anything. It, uh, I might take a couple beers to get the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
Now I'm I'm making myself available. I'm I'm following my passions by uh, getting involved with uh, cybersecurity at Southwestern um, State College in Florida, and uh, we are working on the uh, the Center for Academic Excellence. We're working on getting their uh, cybersecurity designation with NSA and DHS. And so that's cool. So I understand a lot about the cybersecurity, about governments and frameworks and all of that. And um, so I'll make myself available. If you need somebody to help you put a program together, um, you know, I can always use a few bucks. Uh, so, but, you know, I'm not going to charge you thousands of dollars like some folks just make this like their whole income. I've got an income, but, uh, you know, uh, if you need help, um, you know, 50, 75 bucks an hour. I'm not going to kill you. I want you to be successful. So. Yeah. You have an amazing heart, Roger. That is, that is, that is the deal of this entry for your knowledge um, and, uh, and all that you're doing there. Uh, I wanted to highlight one more comment. I know we probably have more, but just Natasha here's got some beautiful takeaways. And, um, and so if I can figure out how to get this on screen here, but um you know, in terms of how do you separate the signal from the noise, choose your anchor, serve others, and look at your feet. Gratitude. So thank you for those takeaways. That's beautiful, Natasha. Um, I want to make sure that we are respectful of your time and that we do kind of highlight the different things that were mentioned here, guys. So a couple of things real quickly. Um, 988 is not just for veterans. This is the crisis hotline. So make sure you take advantage of that um, and uh, and dial that anytime you need that. Um, and um, I want to make sure to highlight Warrior WOD. Thank you for sharing that, Bill. Um, so warriorwod.org if you're interested in Battle Buddies and what a part that you're um, taking part of. And, uh, and I just wanted to thank you, Roger. Um, so thank you so much for giving of your time today. Um, I know it's personally been a blessing. I do believe the right people um, are going to hear this and needed to hear this. And it's not an accident um, that this is happening. No, there's no accidents. There's absolutely no accidents with God, you know, and just to right. um, my personal testimony, you know, I am not um, a perfect person in any main, any way. Um, and I am a, I have a worldview, a Christian worldview, and I believe there are no accidents with God. And, uh, you know, 28,000 some odd documents and none of them were the same uh, letters about what Christ did while he walked the earth. And if you write a letter, just think about it. If you write a letter and I write a letter and we saw the same exact thing, what are the odds that you and I would write the same exact letter word for word? What right. are the odds? Right. No. That's proof right there in mm -hmm. some of the actions that Jesus did on this earth. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, search that for yourself. Make your own decision. Um, it's important that you you look into things like that because you're going to have to answer on the other side. And I'm afraid of some of the answers I'm going to have to give. But 
I'd rather sweep the streets in heaven than burn. (laughs) You can be consumed. You can burn, but never be consumed. I mean, just read it. It's in Revelation. I mean, this is my, this is my little thing. So I'm allowed to pitch it. Right. I mean, seriously, you don't. uh, And if you need a a speaker, a motivational or whatever, you know, hit me up. I do that all the time too. That would be wonderful. Thank you for sharing that, Roger. Guys, I put Roger uh, LinkedIn up on the screen. That's how he was saying, just get connected to him. So don't miss out to take advantage on his knowledge as a motivational speaker on cybersecurity, serving our country, um, going through so many struggles. Uh, there's just a treasure chest of knowledge. Roger, thank you so much. Uh, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been uh, this episode of MSP Mindset. Thank you, Roger. All right. Bye. Guys, we are live every two weeks. We are at mspmindset.com slash news. So make sure to uh, head over there if you're interested and you want to find about future episodes. And we are on MSP Mindset wherever you social. LinkedIn, YouTube, what used to be called Twitter uh, is now X. Wherever you happen to hang out, you can find us at MSP Mindset. So if you'd like to learn more about Roger, you'd like to learn more about anything that we could help with, drop a comment, say hello, and don't be shy.